welcome to the Fast Messy Action Podcast with me, Camille Plews. I'm here to help business owners to have more freedom in all areas of their business, to have location independence and more family time. Here you'll find a blend of energetics, strategy and mindset with lots of stories and tips and tricks to help you grow your dream business while having lots of fun and actually getting stuff done, no matter what your commitments are outside of this business or how crazy your family life is. This is all about taking fast, messy, purpose-driven action to build your dream business and life. Hello and welcome to today's episode, which is all about the mistake I made with growing my team and how I did it so rapidly and I would not advise doing it in this way because honestly, the start of 2022 was a bit of a nightmare for me. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to lie. I am being open and honest in this episode and sharing everything with you. I'm also going to be sharing a few of the different milestones in your business to maybe look at when delegating work so that you can free up more time or things that maybe you don't like doing. I'm going to get into that in a bit as well and the things that I would do differently. So 2021, my business was expanding rapidly. It was well into the six figures and I was then on my journey to the quarter of a million mark and I had a lot on my plate. It was just me and my virtual assistant, Sarah, at the time, who still works for me now and I love her so much. And there was also another person that I'd hire more kind of sporadically to do little pieces for me from time to time, odds and sods whenever I was coming up to a live launch, for example, to create things like Canva graphics and make my PowerPoints look nice, all that kind of thing. I was really stretched and I asked myself things like, right, to take my business to the next level, I can't possibly add any more to my plate, especially with keeping in the hours that I like to work when the kids are at school, I can't possibly take on any more. But I also needed to grow at the same time. So I would ask myself, well, how can I get more visible? Because if I was to have more visibility, then of course more people would see me and then my business would grow more. And also, how can I get more people to come and work with me? Because my accelerator program was already at full capacity. So I'd be thinking things like, do I need to create other offers that are more scalable? Or is there a way that I can reshape this program to make it more scalable? Because right now, at that time, I was full and snowed under with the way that it was set up. I would also ask myself things like, what don't I need to be doing anymore? Things that maybe I didn't enjoy doing back then, the written stuff, the content, the emails, that kind of thing. And also, what would my team then need to look like if I was to have more visibility, if somebody was to take off my hands the content and the emails, and maybe even someone to help with coaching my clients, what would that team need to look like? So I took fast, messy action, as always, and hired a few people at once. It was four people within the space of a couple of months, bringing us up to a team of six in total. It was a bit scary, but it was good at the same time. And I'll get into what those hires were in a moment. But looking back now, it was a very chaotic time. And I still had around 20 clients in the Accelerator Mentorship Programme as well, where I was the only coach and mentor in there. I wear both hats. I coach my clients and ask them the right questions to mould the business the way that they want. And I also mentor them with things that I do and what works for me, that kind of thing. So I was coaching my clients. I was doing various different ad strategies for my passive offers. And I was managing a brand new team as well. And I remember working much longer hours, communicating back and forth with each team member for feedback and making sure that everyone was okay and knew what they were doing and all of that. And honestly, 
it was a bit of a nightmare. So in hindsight, I would not recommend doing it in this way. I would have definitely done this slower if I was to relive that part of my life again. And I would have hired people over a longer stretch of time, not for people within two months knowing what I know now. I'm also going to be sharing with you in this episode some of the business income level milestones with you so that it can help you to do this the right way. And this is based on my experience with all of this, but also working in close proximity with multimillionaires in recent times in a mastermind that I'm in, and also various multimillionaire coaches that I've been working with as well recently, learning from them and how they grew their business and their decisions around hiring team members. With all of that and what I know now, I've put together these milestones for you, which I'm going to be sharing very soon. But firstly, let's get into the roles I hired out and why. Okay, so the first hire was to enable me to get more visible. And I chose to grow on Pinterest because I do love that platform. It is more for the long-term game. And it's not a social media platform, it's a search engine. So be wary of that if you are planning on starting your business or starting to grow using Pinterest. You're there for the long-term game. You're not gonna get overnight results. But Pinterest is a really great platform if you have an evergreen marketing strategy like I do. And as with anything in my business, I like to get to know the ins and outs of things before handing it over so that I know what to do should I spot that something's wrong or if we were to part ways. And let's face it, when we are working with people, this is what can happen. So I grew my Pinterest to a few thousand views a month and then I handed it over to a Pinterest manager. So this lady had been in my free Facebook group for a while. We'd been interacting and got to know one another. And for the first three months of us working together, it was brilliant. There was lots of pins being shared. The interaction was high. My Pinterest was growing on views and clicks to my website and my funnels and all of that. It was all going in the right direction. Then after signing the next three month contract, this was then things started to go a little bit south. I noticed on my Google Analytics that there was no clicks coming from Pinterest anymore. And I knew that something was off. So I messaged her and I got no response. I then sent an email, heard nothing. It was like tumbleweed. And I thought, hmm. So I logged in myself and I saw that the three pins a day weren't being done. And honestly, I started to get a little bit concerned about her thinking, oh wow, something may have happened. And then I got an invoice through to demand payment. And I refused to pay until we could have a chat about what was happening with my Pinterest because I needed to know what was going on. And anyway, long story short, we did eventually have a chat and she just decided that she didn't want to do Pinterest anymore. She said that she fell out of love with the platform and didn't want to do it and offered to do my Instagram instead. Which of course I said, no thank you. And we left it at that and we parted ways. Another hire was somebody who approached me So again, it was in my free Facebook group and she'd heard me talking about how I didn't like to do the organic Facebook groups method to grow my own community. You know, where you join lots of other people's Facebook groups and you post content and engage with others in the hope that they'll come back to your group. And by the way, this method does work. It works brilliantly. And it did work for me too in the beginning phases of my business. And it works for many of my clients too. But it does take quite a lot of time and honestly, I've never really enjoyed doing it. It always felt a little bit out of alignment for me. And to be honest, when you are favoring platforms, you'll know it's an intuitive feeling that you'll have inside. I always preferred Instagram. So anyway, a lady who was in my free Facebook group approached me and said, just because you don't like doing this, it doesn't mean that somebody else can't do it for you. 
and asked for a chance for her to do it for me. So I agreed. And this particular hire only lasted, it was around about a month to six weeks because it didn't work for many reasons. One being that my ads were bringing in much better, more targeted people who were a really great fit for my office, as opposed to some of the people that she was bringing in who really weren't a great fit at all. And here's the thing. A previous mentor of mine, Russell Brunson, who also is part owner of ClickFunnels, he always talks about human versus automation. And although I'm a huge advocate for giving people jobs and creating work opportunities, I want to ask yourself this, if you're looking to outsource something, is this something that automation can take care of? Do I really need to hire a human to do this for me or learn a simple skill set that will allow me to automate this? So ask yourself that. So with this hire, this was more to do with generating more leads and getting more visible. Automation can absolutely take care of that, bringing people into your world automatically. Then you can focus on nurturing people who come into your world rather than spending all day trying to find them. So automations have changed the game in my business and it's something that I teach heavily inside of my mentorship program, Client Attraction Sales Accelerator, because once they are implemented, it'll not only allow you to save a lot of money, on hiring another team member to generate leads for you, it's also extremely reliable. And it works 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And when I did a comparison cost too, to the quality and cost per lead generated by the person that I hired to do this in the Facebook groups versus my Facebook and Instagram ads, the results were outstanding. The number of leads generated from the person that I hired cost seven times more than the ad comparison. So basically I was paying seven times more for the human than the automation. And I can control the automation too and know for a fact that it'll do its job. So this hire only lasted for, I think it was up to about six weeks. And then again, we parted ways. Another hire that I made at that time was to do my content and emails. And I would always tell myself this, that I'm no good at writing. And honestly, I had to sit with this for a while and think, where on earth did this come from? Why do I keep telling myself that I'm no good at writing? I've never been good at writing. And it came from primary school. When I was around seven or eight years old, I can still picture it really clearly now. And I remember sitting at a desk and there was around five girls sat at this desk and I was the only one that was still writing with a pencil. All of the other girls around the table had been upgraded to a pen because their writing was neat. And I was one of the youngest in the year, but still I tried so hard to make my writing neat. And I remember queuing up to see the teacher. I still remember this. I was queuing up to see the teacher thinking, right, this is it now, this is it. This is a really neat piece of writing. Got to the front of the queue and she basically dismissed it and said, no, it's rubbish, rub it out, start again, it's scruffy. And I just remember feeling so disheartened and disappointed and upset and embarrassed and ashamed and everything because I was the only girl that was still using a pencil and I wasn't allowed to write in a pen because my writing was scruffy. No matter how hard I tried, I was still told by the teacher that my writing was scruffy and I felt really embarrassed. And this has built into my subconscious from that moment onwards and all the way through my adult life, I've always told myself I'm no good at writing. And this is the thing. This is where our subconscious patterns come from when we were a child. So with that in mind, I knew that these lies that I was telling myself just weren't true. This is just something that happened when I was a child. However, content back then, it did take me ages. So I offloaded it as well as my emails as well. But very much like my Pinterest manager and that whole situation, it all started well. And then after roughly three months, the content wasn't getting delivered to me. 
nor would I be notified until the very last minute that it wasn't done. So then I'd have to panic write stuff and force myself to do it. And it happened multiple times, even though I'd stressed, please give me plenty of notice if you haven't done my content, because it was a nightmare having to do it on the day and work extra hours as well and pile all the work on because of that. But the bonus about this hire was that when I did take back my content, I actually quite enjoy it now. And I create all of my own content now. And it wouldn't be something that I'd offload now in the near future because I love doing it. And the final hire was the person that I spoke about earlier in this episode, who was a little bit more sporadic back then, but I hired her more on a weekly basis to create things like my graphics in Canva. And again, this role didn't work out very well being on a weekly basis. It was better just having that person and hiring her sporadically whenever I was doing a launch or something like that. But we did part on very good terms and every now and again, she'll do little bits and bobs for me now. So in February, 2022, I was exhausted and I felt like throwing in the towel because our team of six, including me, went down to a team of four and then two, back to just myself and my virtual assistant, Sarah. And she's basically my client services manager. So she looks after my email inbox and she helps with things like people who've misplaced the logins for courses that they've bought or people who want to complain about how unprofessional I am. And I don't need to see all of this. I don't want to get caught up in my email inbox every day. So Sarah, bless her, she deals with all of that. So all within a month, I was right back to where I started, just me and Sarah. And I felt really deflated, like what on earth am I even doing here? Why did all of this go so horribly wrong? And I went really in on myself and would think things like, how am I going to scale this thing? I just can't do this anymore. It's such a nightmare. And after a couple of weeks, and it was, by the way, literally a couple of weeks of wallowing in my own self-pity, I had to really give myself a shake, go back to basics and tune into the reasons why I was doing this business in the first place. And look at all of the amazing clients I was working with at the time, helping them to do good in the world. What could be better than this? Nothing. So I needed to figure out a way to scale this because no way was I going to throw in the towel here. It was time to put my big girl pants back on. Then at this time, I was listening to a podcast by Kathy Heller, who is a podcasting genius, by the way. And I've since learned so much from her in the run-up to launch of my own podcast. Anyway, she was talking about growing and scaling her business into the millions with just a team of three. And I thought, huh, this is something I can do too. And when I thought about it, automations had already taken care of one of the roles that I'd hired out. And I'd parked my Pinterest for a while to focus more on scaling the ads with automations, which let me tell you, works amazing. And now all of my offers are evergreen as well. I'm no longer doing multiple live launches a year. So I don't need the person who I'd hired sporadically to do the launch materials for me and the graphics for live launching because these are already done in my evergreen funnels. And actually, I love doing my content now. So I'm glad that I've got that back. And I'm actually really grateful for hiring somebody to do this. And the way that it was dumped back on me and I was in at the deep end, it really forced me to make content quickly and I actually really enjoy doing it now. So roughly six months have passed. And in the August of 2022, I'd started working with an amazing coach who called me out on a really big subconscious block that I'd created as a result of this around hiring team members and feeling so let down in the past. And I was kind of at this stuck phase. My income was great, but it was roughly at the same level over the span of six months and I needed to really grow. I wanted to grow. So I had to get over my fear, the fear that I didn't even realize I had about hiring another team member. 
And this time I'd do it slightly differently. See, the Accelerator program was still at full capacity for the amount of client support that I could give because it is very high touch one-to-one -one support and clients get access to me one-to-one -one on Voxer and our calls are all done as a group and everybody gets a turn on the call, but it is very hands-on. It's very high touch support in the group. So over the span of the following month, I analyzed what my clients were asking me for. And a lot of it was Instagram support, like how to do things on Instagram and how to do video content and content strategy as a whole. And I already knew that there was someone, an amazing client of mine, Shannon, who was in my accelerator program already. She knew the program inside out, how it worked because she was already in it. She knew the whole ordeal that I'd had with previous hires and my blocks around it because I share everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, in my weekly business insights training in the program. So in a nutshell, I hired slightly differently this time around. It was more around assistance for my clients in the mentorship program, which is working amazingly well and allows me to work with a few more clients in the program because this then frees up a bit more time, but also allows me to focus on the overall business strategy itself and things like offer creation, reshaping clients' business models to make sure they're a great fit for them, funnels, ads, and all that good stuff that I absolutely thrive in and I love talking about. And podcasting now too, since this podcast got to number one in marketing in various countries across Europe, and I love this. And I've already gained clients from this podcast alone, which is incredible. And I can now pass on all of this goodness with my clients in the Accelerator too, so that they can do this as well. So when you are thinking about hiring team members, I want you to sit and think about what is taking you a lot of time to do that someone else can do or what you don't really like doing that someone else can do for you so that you love every day in your business because this is what it's all about, isn't it? Building a long-term sustainable business that you'll love forever. So now let's talk about these business income milestones. Since experiencing all of this myself and working closely with multimillionaires in the last year, I've put together these milestones for you with regards to hiring team members. So on your way to your first 5K months, you can do this just yourself. It will be just you that's doing this. You are starting all of the foundations of your business. You are putting your offers out into the world and gaining your first few clients. So the journey to your first 5K months, it's looking like it's just gonna be you. Then you may wish to hire a VA, a virtual assistant to take some of the work off your hands so you can work on your business, not just in it, to get past the 10K months to then really grow your business to six figures. And you can easily grow your business to the six-figure mark, just you and a virtual assistant. Then, when you get to this point, you'll want to reassess and reevaluate everything else in your business. Like, where else do you need help? Could it be a coach in one of your programs to help coach your clients or some sort of client services to support you if you pride yourself with delivering an excellent client experience as I do? Or it could be help with things like your content or your emails. You'll only know when you get to that point and ask yourself these questions. What is it that I don't like doing? Or what is it that's taken up a lot of my time that someone else can come in and do it for me? So you can easily get to multi six figures with a team of three. 
Then on your journey to seven figures, you can easily do this with a team of four or five. And then it's gonna look slightly more when you are growing to the eight figure mark, especially if you are still wanting more freedom to do the things that you want in your business and you don't want to be working more than seven hours a day. This is not what this is about. And this is why hiring team members can take a lot off your plate, but I do recommend doing it slowly. And I really wish I'd had this kind of research and training before the huge mistake of hiring all of these positions out at once. But hey-ho, I've learned so much from doing this and can now pass this on to you so that you know what to avoid when growing and scaling your business too. So you don't make the same mistakes that I did, which made me question everything and think about throwing in the towel in early 2022. But I'm so glad I didn't. I'm still here now. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here and listening to this podcast today. I really hope it will help you moving forward and growing your team. Please don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Talk soon.